0: Hello, I'm Jesper,
1: and I'm Autumn.
0: This is episode
2: ninety-five of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and we are going to talk about author websites because we all have one, and with all the available website templates out there from WordPress and the like, it's never been easier to put your author website together yet. What should you consider when you are developing your author website? Uh, and since we are working on both a redesign of the Am Writing Fantasy website, and we are building a new author website for our joint fiction, we just thought that we could record a podcast episode to share what consideration and choices we've made and why. I'm looking forward to this one because, of course, as you know, and maybe the listeners
1: will soon be learning. I'm a website designer. So this is sort of, you know, kind of right up my alley somewhat, you know, by forced learning, uh, computer programming and software engineering have run in my family since my dad brought home a Texas instrument computer when I was in high school. So I've been into computers ever since. So I'm not an expert, but I do know my way around a little bit of coding and otherwise I have people in my family I can beg for help.
2: Yeah, and I promised that the advice that we're gonna give is not to that you have not to go technical. out and find your own version of no. Autumn to do website design <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna try to break this down into something that you don't even need a dictionary to go and look up. So we're gonna work this out for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: it feels like we haven't talked in ages, but really it's only been oh, I guess in a way, it's been a little bit of a, a skip because I was away and then you were ill, and so we have like it's been almost two two weeks since we've talked, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think so. Wow. I, yeah, we because I had to cancel one when I got sick, and then uh, and then you, yeah, you had your vacation. So it's it, yeah, I think it is has been two weeks. How strange!
1: We're not used to that's this not if, good. Yeah, if anyone's listening, we're usually chat. Well, we're even during that time we are totally over email. Even when you were ill, I think you responded to me. So and it wasn't COVID. So knock on wood, that was a good good thing it's just a regular cold from what you said
2: yeah 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 and i could also mention because on the last podcast episode uh, i mentioned or the last one we had to and now i'm losing track of <laughs> which one it was but at least i remember recently i mentioned that we had ordered a corona test for our oldest son right. as well and uh, I thought I better just say here on, on air as well that I, that it was negative. So Yay! he did not have
1: corona. That's good. Uh,
2: and he's he's feeling fine by now, of course. And then I got sick, so he <laughs> so he passed it on to me. But uh, but we're all better now, so that's him. good.
1: <laughs> COVID or no yeah. COVID, he's sick. You should have quarantined him in his bedroom. But no, that's probably a good thing.
2: Yeah, with a PlayStation or something. He probably wouldn't even mind.
1: <laughs> probably not. That's like you can't ground a kid unless you take away all the electronic devices.
2: No, indeed. <laughs> in it's case, not like I, the old days.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, in my case, you couldn't ground me unless you took away every single book in the house. Or every single piece of paper, because I also like drawing. So, oh, it was just difficult. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but uh, how was your vacation then?
1: Oh, it was good. It was... Uh, I was... Joking even on Instagram that hey I went to a little cabin in the north of Vermont and in the woods next to a stream and yes I live in a little cabin in Vermont in the south of Vermont in the woods next to a stream but I got (laughs) to see you family and it was a bigger cabin and it had a hot tub so that was kind of fun and that's not too bad yeah no got to hang out with family and we had some rainy days and I did get some writing in but I what it's not a good vacation to me unless i get some writing in because i it's just i i admit it's my worst addiction if you told me i had to give up writing i'd probably say life is not worth living so it's pretty dire (laughs) for me (laughs) i I just tea and writing and maybe chocolate and wine would be subsets of this is what makes life good and maybe ice cream too so it was lovely, <laughs> thank you. But now I'm back into my smaller cabin in the woods. But I, it was a beautiful cabin. If I, you know, if anyone wants to, you know, hand me something like that, I, I'll take it. It was gorgeous.
2: Yeah, and you, you just made your way back today, just in yes. time for recording a podcast episode.
1: Ah, and for the student Q and A we just had. So that
2: That's was also a, that. B-
1: yeah, yes, I guess I'm dedicated. I, I just this is what I like to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been, well, apart from being sick, it's been pretty busy on my end as well, because uh, yeah, the house sale is final. Uh, So that's good, (laughs) finally, to be able to say that. Uh, And we've been trying to find a place to rent.
1: Oh, yes, I heard you said that. And so you looked at two apartments. Um, Yeah, we did.
2: Yeah. So one of them is in the... Wrong city, I guess you <laughs> could say wrong. I mean, not the city where the kids go to school, which is where we would like to move. Uh, it is in the central city, though, meaning that it's it's not like one of the. I don't. You probably. I don't know if even you can call where we live today a suburb, but we live in a small city like fifteen kilometers away from the main hub here or the main hub city. Um, so the public transport from here to the place where the kids go to school is pretty bad uh but the apartment in the other city that we went uh, which is the like the main city in this area the public transport is awesome from there so it actually only it's if you if they take the bus, bus from there to the other city where they go to school it's only like 15 minutes in the bus so it's not bad at all um but then we also had an apartment this weekend we were out looking at which is in the city where they go to school so it'll be like two two minutes on the bike and you oh, will be at the school that's kind of quick uh yeah so that, that's like very very close by and the difference between the two places is that the the one in the main city it is like a completely new building it is two minute walk from the beach everything is new of course, both these apartments—I have to say—of course, they are much smaller than the house we live in. So, right. of course, that. But they have both of them have that in common. Um, so you have that on one hand; it is in the wrong city, so to speak, but it is new and it's right next to the beach. And on the other hand, you have it, the stuff. It is in the right city, right next to the school, but it it is renovated, but it's an old house, so mm. it's like yeah you know it's a bit cold because uh, you know yeah the, the the one in the main city there's uh there's uh, heated floors in the entire apartment oh, right the other nice. one is you probably need to put on some uh, flip-flops or something because <laughs> the floor is cold and um, so it's just night and day between the two in that sense yeah and uh also the one which i really probably one of the things i hate the most to be honest oh. well there's two things i hate the most about the one in the Next to the school, there uh-huh. it is number one. Your washing uh, machine is in the basement.
1: Oh, I hate that. So
2: you have your own private one, but you have to basically go all the way down to the basement every time you want to do laundry. It's uh. like no, I don't want to do that.
1: No, up that's...
2: and down the stairs. All this. Um, no, I don't want to do that. And secondly, it is it's a, a bigger house. So there is three apartments in the house totally. So there's two other apartments some other families live in and then the one that we could possibly rent and uh, there is a garden as well and it is the responsibility of all three families or all three rentals to take care of the garden so you have to take care of the garden together with the other ones and you don't have any private life out there because everybody shares that garden. So it's like, if you want to sit down there, I mean, of course you can sit in a corner for yourself, but there will be other people in the summer right there, right? right. And you can't really, you, you just have to accept that you have like forced social interaction going on there. <laughs> and being introvert, that's not really the thing I want to do. <laughs> it's like, I don't want other people in my garden. <laughs> so uh, unless I invite them.
1: Of yeah, I was say, considering my ideal property is like a hundred acres with a house dead in the center and you can't see and no one can reach you. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of get
2: that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then of course the big difference is as well that the house that is in the right city here next mm-hmm. to the school, it is quite a lot cheaper than the one in the new city or in this oh. main city, because of course, because of the location for one, but also because the one is in the, uh, in the newer city. And a completely new building, right? right? So, of course, that is quite more expensive.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, but we had a we had a family meeting uh, on Sunday, and it was funny because my wife had this idea: let's make a list of pros and cons for each place. And it was yeah. like it was so funny when once we were done, she held up the two lists, and it was like the one in the main city had a long list of pros and like a couple of bullet points for cons. Uh-huh. And the other one in which was right next to the school was exactly the opposite. Like a wrong <laughs> list of long list of cons and a few pros. Oh. And it was like she was saying like look at this. I think this answers quite a lot.
1: Yes. <laughs> at least the family so, is in agreement. This is a good thing. You're gonna yeah. send like one kid and one spouse to live at one apartment and <laughs> no
2: no we were pretty much aligned every all four That's of excellent. us that uh we preferred the one in in the main city so we actually turned down the the other one and and set set to the rental uh agency in the main city that mm-hmm. we would like to rent that one so oh, wow. i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for the rental contract to come through so but it should be okay. At least they did confirm to me over the phone that they had reserved it for. So I oh, hope that that's true. <laughs> but I, I feel much better once I see a contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very true.
2: Yeah, So, but it should get sorted, I think, so we can get moving.
1: Yes, yay, congratulations. It's exciting. It'll be a lot of work, but change can be a good thing. So it'll be wonderful
0: a week on the internet with the am writing fantasy podcast
2: okay so we need some questions people yes <laughs> send them to us please as earlier mentioned episode 100 is going to be an ask us anything episode <laughs> so questions don't have to be limited to publishing marketing or writing they can be anything you could ask what
1: our favorite song is or color or character in a novel anything you or of course you can ask us a burning question about writing or marketing or publishing or anything like that so we're open to it all i guess if it's too personal we we reserve the right to skip it but go (laughs) ahead send an email it'll be so much fun and if not an email we would love it if you would send either an audio file or a video we can strip the audio from so that we can have your voice on our podcast with us and that'll be just really we would just kind of add that little extra something special
2: yeah absolutely I mean if you want to know where we grew up or when Hmm. we first fell in love with the fantasy genre or whatever that's going to be fine Uh, whatever you want to know but uh, it's going to be a bit more fun for you to listen to episode 100 if there's actually any questions on it so, <laughs> so i would recommend you start posting your questions to us because episode 100 is not that far off no it's coming up
1: so quickly i can't believe we're we're on 95 already it's it's doesn't seem like it's been that long but i guess according to my nephew who's now in his thirties, it's yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> I don't see how we've been doing this. I actually just had a a little notice pop up that um, it we passed October first, which means I'm uh, writing fantasy. Our little partnership has been going on, I think three years now officially. Three years,
2: wow! I think so that's awesome, isn't
1: it? I I think yeah, that's fantastic. We should have had a, a little celebration, but I was on vacation. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we right. can find an excuse to celebrate for some. That's <laughs> right, <laughs>
1: absolutely. Especially yeah. we'll celebrate again on episode 100, and hopefully we'll be celebrating with a whole bunch of really fun questions.
2: Yeah, and we've added a link in the show notes from where you can post your questions. It'll take you to a simple Google form, and you can leave a written question if you want, uh, but also, as uh, yeah, Autumn said, we would really love an audio or video file, so you can upload that to, to that uh, Google form as well. I think I checked earlier today and I think you have to sign in uh, via Google to get to the form. So feel free to email us as well if, if you prefer. We don't really mind. You no. can find a contact form on amwritingfantasy.com. If you want to email us, that's also fine. Um, we just want the questions. So it doesn't matter how you send them to us. And <laughs> if you want to just write in a question, that's fine too. We'll just read it aloud on, on on the air.
1: Absolutely. And we look forward to hearing what your questions are. And it'll be really fun to give you the answers. Yeah. So before we go, I do want to say we just had uh someone on Patreon up their pledge. So we want to say thank you, Christina. And you're gonna have to help me with her last name. I have a sense (laughs) that it's Nordic. I'm looking
2: forward to. I'm I'm (laughs) looking forward for you to try to pronounce it. I think it's Danish, so I'm. I'm I'm waiting for you to pronounce it now.
1: (laughs) But you're my Danish expert. I'm guessing uh, Froker. Froker. Okay, Frokjar. Because I know the J in your name is more a Y but the ae i do not i did not ask google how to pronounce this for me so what is the pronunciation of Christina's last name
2: <laughs> frokke
1: frokke I, I wasn't too
2: far off frokke uh, frokke oh well Christ- Christina frokke
1: well thank you Christina frokke for your <laughs> upping your pledge i'm uh, sorry that i'm horrible at danish i will work on that Yes. Yeah, you need try. to. You yeah,
2: need to train. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe that'll make my goal for our next year together. So, <laughs> learn a little bit more Danish. You've taught me hi ha hi
2: hi. Yeah. hi. That's not too hard.
1: <laughs> you should always start with an easy one when you're learning a new language. <laughs> yeah.
0: And on to today's topic.
2: Before we get started here, uh, I want to say that. While the author website helps in building your author brand, and it is an important marketing tool, it can also quite easily become overwhelming when Mm. you try to figure out what the website should contain. And we put quite some thinking into the redesign of amwritingfantasy.com and the website that we're building for our joint fiction. Yet, please don't let any of what we're going to say here today overwhelm you. know, just listen to what we're about to say and then take inspiration (laughs) from it and uh, ignore the rest. So I thought I just wanted to mention that, Autumn.
1: That sounds really, really fair because, yes, it can be easily overwhelming and it's changed. It does change, too. So, I mean, if it happens to be five years from now and you've just found us, which is so sad, but no, you should have found us ages (laughs) ago, Um, it it can change. And I've seen website design change radically from things that were pretty generic to really complicated with tons of information to now getting into this more streamlined look where there's actually a lot less words and text and you get to know people maybe through their email list so it's changed again and goodness knows what it's going to change to in the future but that's actually you know part of the reason we're doing a redesign is that what we have is currently really complicated and it has a lot of visuals and right now a lot more white spaces what's sort of in common you know what people like to see but again you don't have, if you do the right website hopefully it'll manage through these trends I've redone my personal author website um, a couple of times but not too many and I really like the way it looks now and I don't think I'm gonna change it too much unless I change some kind of background theme to something a lot more SEO friendly or something like that and you you have an author website and I think you've left it pretty solid the way it is presented over the years.
2: Yeah, well, it's pretty simple. And to be honest, I don't, I I don't bother changing it. Maybe I should, I don't know, but it's just, I don't know. I don't have time for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think also we should mention that um, depending on when you listen to this, the redesign of the Amwriting Fantasy website might not have gone live yet. So, because I just want to mention that because if you go on to amwritingfantasy.com, and you don't see or you think that, well, this is the same as before, then (laughs) it might be because we haven't pushed the update yet. So just be aware of that. Uh, If you're listening towards the end of 2020 or later, then, yeah, it should be up to date, uh, or it should be the new designer, rather. Um, So, yeah, just just be mindful about that. So we are talking about stuff here that we haven't... We have the entire plan of what we want to redesign, but we haven't actually done it yet. Yes. So, yeah.
1: That's what happens when you have lots of projects on the burner, and you just kind of stack them. And it's in the yeah. queue. It's, it's in the hopper, but I've got to get to it again since uh, since web design is sort of my thing. And I don't know. I guess we could always hire it out, but it's kind of my thing, and it's the same reason I do my own book covers. No one else will pick put up with my own persnicketiness, So I own that. I'm good with it. I'll do it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be silly when when we have a resource like you here, then it would be silly to, uh, to pay somebody else to do it.
1: That's right. All right. So let's get into what a website should have, especially an author website.
2: Yeah. So I tried in my prep here to basically sort of divide it into the different pages that we're looking at implementing on the website. And then Explain a bit what they are and why we have them the way, or why we intend to have them the way we intend to have them. <laughs> um, so we can go through that. But I, I think, as well, just to mention first, maybe there is an overall driver behind the redesign of the writing Fantasy website. And it is the overall driver is simplification. Mm-hmm. Um, the current version of Writing Fantasy, I mean, it has a lot of very, very good information on it. But it's not simple, and uh, there's a lot of menus, there's a lot of things you can click around to get to different places and all that stuff. Uh, But I think one of the things that it doesn't do very well is to communicate concisely what problem we're trying to solve for other authors. You know, there are loads of information on the website, but when we came up to the point where we started talking about redesigning, we started questioning ourselves if it would (laughs) serve us better for when authors are checking out our website, that it would be much, much easier and communicated much clearer what we're trying to help them with. So in other words, we wanted both the m writing Fantasy website, but also the fiction website that we're going to build later to answer three questions in the first few seconds. And that is number one, What do we offer? Number two, how will it make the life of the person person visiting our website better? And number three, what do they need to do next? So if we can ask those or answer those three questions very, very quickly, the idea behind it is that the website should, well, perform better in terms of uh, basically converting people into doing things we might want them to do like signing up to an email list or to go and listen to the podcast or whatever it may be right but but that's sort of the underlying thinking behind
1: absolutely i think we i will give a a shout out to um, a marketing book that is not necessarily to authors but we've both read the story brand by donald miller and it is if you have any need for website pointers, it really helps to read that. It kind of breaks it down. But at the very least, picture yourself. I mean, usually you think a reader will find your website because maybe they came through your book. So you would think that they would know you know who you are. But there's a lot of reasons someone could land on your landing page. Maybe you're doing a giveaway. Maybe they just typed in your name wrong. Maybe Google brought it up they should know what they just landed on in those first three to five seconds before, you know, you don't have long to hold on to someone landing on your website. So they should know who you are, that it's an author page, the, what genre you're right in. And if you are trying to get them on your newsletter, or if you're trying to get them to sell something, you should, that should be the third question that's answered that, that immediately click here to get a free book or click here to buy my hot new release. I'm a number one, New York bestseller should be right there front and center first thing that pops up so that they have those they know exactly where they landed and whether or not they want to be there
2: yeah for sure i mean we all live in a very very bushy, busy online environment nowadays and uh, if you get onto a website and it starts talking about 2 million different things you you might want to know or could do well, yeah you know how if we're honest, how are we going to react ourselves? We're probably going to click away like, okay, no, I don't have time to look through all that, right? And you go back, you click the back button to Google and you find another website and you click on that one instead just to find something where you're going to get the answer you want right away, right? So I think exactly. that's just the nature of the online environment nowadays. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if someone landed on your website and it, you're, they hit a blog post where you're talking about your cat and you know, something that happened over the Halloween and they're not going to know who or what you are. So you don't have to have author in the URL title, but you definitely should have something that indicates, Hey, I write books in this genre. And I know when I did my, um, my redesign, I actually changed my autumn writing as my personal website. I changed the logo because it had a book on it and it kind of came up with leaves, you know, autumn, ha ha ha. That's what happens when your mom names you after a season. (laughs) And so I, I changed it, though, to a dragon in a book because I wanted it to say author fantasy very quickly because yeah. I didn't choose something that's yeah. a fantasy. So those are important little tidbits you should keep in mind.
2: Yeah, it's it's about that first-hand impression, isn't it?
1: Yes, it really is. Yeah. You always want to make a good first impression because especially with today's modern age, they're not going to stick around very quickly or very long if you don't make it clear who and what you are
2: now. So that's also why when we went into the redesign of, of am writing fantasy that we actually today, when you arrive at the am writing fantasy website, um, there is information about us, uh, but then there is also a menu at the top with all kinds of different things you might, you could do. Mm -hmm. And we actually decided to get rid of all that and just, put in what is called a squeeze, squeeze page. <laughs> that was hard to say. <laughs> uh, but basically, a squeeze page is like you can't do any... It's, 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 it is it's it's a landing page. So it, in that sense, it's just a web page you arrive at. But you can't really do anything except for one thing or click away from it. That's all you can do. Um, and we decided to put a video of the two of us sharing our answers to the three questions that I mentioned before on on there, um, and then we also point people to sign up for the self-publishing success course. That's the that's the free course that we have mentioned on the podcast several times before, and that will be available once we've completed the website update. Uh, so quite soon i hope
1: <laughs> As, yes i hope so i i look forward to our little redesign and all of the little tidbits that feed into it which are part of the reason the redesign's not done because all these little tidbits feed into it
2: <laughs> yeah and on the fiction side we will point readers to download a free short story that we're gonna write and uh we're only gonna offer that short story on the website on the Squeeze page, so you cannot get it anywhere else. There's no way to get hand uh, to get a handover. You can't buy it on Amazon or anything like that. So it's only gonna be there. So it is exclusive content, and that is it basically on, on that page. Nice and simple. You can download this stuff, you know, or sign up for this course. And here's a video of us talking a bit about it. Answering those questions about why you should care and, and so on and so on. And then, if you scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, there will be a button there where you can click to go through to the rest of the website. But there is nothing else on that page. There's no menus. There's nothing you can, you'll you need to scroll all the way down and then say, I want to go to the website, basically. And then, of course, you can. But other than that, the only purpose is that once you arrive there, you write in your faces like sign up for this <laughs> course or download this uh, this free story. That's it. Yeah,
1: and that's why I mean some people you might think of that almost as counterintuitive because you want you know people as an author you think you're doing blog posts and you want people to go and find you. But admittedly, if we're doing tweets about our blog posts and stuff, you might come in through the back door. But if you type in "am writing fantasy," You're going to go to this landing page, this squeeze page, and you're going to have these options, and it'll be very clear and concise. And that's the best way people... Are so distracted with so many things going on that you want your website now to be clear, concise, simple, and not overwhelming. Just not you know not a million places to click. Goodness knows, they say the same thing with our author newsletters. You should have only one link yeah, to click. Yeah. And I'm still doing like ten cl- links in my author newsletters. I just can't get away from it because I just ask too many questions and I have too many things to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is yeah no that's
2: true. But because I I, I think. Th- the podcast episode here is, is is entitled A New Way of Thinking About It because I, I think what we need to get into our heads here is that the main purpose of this stuff is to get people onto the email list because on the email list, so if they sign up, I want the free ebook, they're going to get onto the email list. If they sign up, I want the self-published success course, they're going to get onto the email list. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is, of course, that once you get people onto your email list, you can offer them a ton more value via those emails. So, of course, you're going to keep providing them with lots and lots of good value on the emails, but it is also via the emails that you can start building a, a relationship with, uh, well, online relationship, I guess we <laughs> could call it, with those people and turn them from casual readers into true fans. And we're going to talk a ton more about this in an email marketing course that we're going to release a bit later here. But above all, I find it incredibly important that your homepage or landing page or squeeze page or whatever we call it, it is clean and it is straightforward. There's one thing you can do. That's it.
1: Yes. And that's sort of what we mentioned at the top of the podcast is that there was a time when all this information and these huge abouts and how you came into writing fantasy all that used to be on your websites but now it's really you'd have maybe a quote that uh, from yourself about what you think of the genre or just with a lot of white space around it maybe a picture and that's really about it you know you want you will be directing them only to this one action and that's what. we want to do and then it's really the newsletter the emails once they sign up and get on your newsletter list that's when you start sharing all that other information now because it's just it's moved into a conversation more and into the emails and off the websites websites are going really uncluttered and I kind of like it I like a lot it's like having a book you know you you switch to dialogue you have a lot of white space and it's pretty it's more like poetry I guess
2: no, yeah, and, and I think it, it is just there is so much so much content out there, right? That you almost feel overwhelmed. So once you arrive at a website where it's just like, well, this is pretty clean, and there's one thing I can do here. If I don't like it, feel free to click away, right? I mean, if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna sign up to, if, if we take Writing Fantasy as an example, if you don't want uh, to sign up for our email list to get access to a completely free course, then fine, then you shouldn't be there anyway. So. <laughs> I mean that—that's the purpose, right? You do this thing or you don't. Yeah. That's the choice you have: sign up or don't sign up, and that's all. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's a—that's uh, in that sense, it's very simple. Uh, but then I mentioned before that people could scroll down and then they could click there to go through uh, through to the main website, and both for the fiction website and also for I am writing fantasy, which is a nonfiction website. Uh, They both need that homepage that you then arrive at once you have clicked that take me through to the website or whatever we're going to call that button. I don't know yet, (laughs) but you need a homepage where they then arrive um, once they've clicked the button. And uh, this homepage is rather simple when it comes to amwritingfantasy.com because we actually just intend to put a bit of text there explaining that what am writing fantasy is and uh, put some customer testimonials on there as well uh, because i think especially if you have a non-fiction business like we do with am writing fantasy it's good it's a good idea to showcase those customer testimonials because it'll help increase the trust in your brand obviously uh, whereas for our f- Fiction website it's slightly different because there we actually decided to add a video instead yeah. um, but this time we would like to and I'm really really looking forward to what <laughs> this is going to turn out uh, to be because I have seen another video Autumn did and it was awesome for a book trailer but, uh, but uh, <laughs> do remember but, uh, that uh, we took didn't... me a few years <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well. I think you can do it quite quickly probably. When I finally <laughs> but, sat
1: down to do it, I think it took 2 weeks. So, yeah, yeah. I, I should be aware of my my scheming it, it ups the bar in what you expect me to do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, that's the problem, right? Once you start doing something good, I'll take notice and add it to the list. Oh, okay, I see. We can start doing this as well. Well, <laughs> oh, she's uh, got a trailer, but... also. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But actually, the the stuff we want to put on the fiction website is it, it's not a book trailer mm-hmm. because we want the website to host all the different novels that is gonna be set in this world. So we we intend to make a trailer of the world of Elysium instead. So more like a setting trailer almost rather than a book specific. But of course, if you are, if your website is for a specific series of books, then I would probably put maybe a book trailer there instead. Uh, But in our case, we intend to write a ton of different books in this setting, also in different areas of the world, in different times. So uh, times of the, of the, you know, historical wise in in the setting and so on and so on. So yeah, it makes no sense to have one book trailer there. Um, Yeah.
1: But even how you mentioned testimonials as an author, if you have reviews, you know, I I used a lot of reviews on my website. You don't want to do too many. You don't need like 16, but pick three and then have some links to your books or have the book trailer and then maybe another three or something. You don't need to jam them all together. I know the first time I did mine, it, it was a rotating um Banner that would just keep refreshing with different ones. So it's like no, that's not what you people actually prefer. Um, static images or videos now. They don't want to just see these like rotating type text host- testimonials. So it doesn't have to be so technical. It can be very static and just pretty, the pretty pictures. A a nice video and then some testimonials just as text, but or, you know, in your case as an author as reviews. It's a wonderful way to let people know this is you're an honest author, you know, people love your books. What have people said, I have a little bar now with my awards that was so exciting to do. So <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> yeah, great nice. if you can sneak that in, you know, put that into this this landing page it's about it's almost like an about page. It's a home page. I know um i don't have a squeeze page so much on my personal one i have sort of they call it above the fold so the first place you land is where i have my my feature i did that instead of a squeeze page but below it is my normal about page there's a little bit about me there's a lot more testimonials reviews and links to go actually see what i'm writing in books and things like that so that's what you kind of want to have on this page as an author
2: Yeah, the video format, I feel like that's pretty important as well, because video is just a lot more engaging than images or text alone. Mm -hmm. So I know there's quite a lot of people have a lot of reluctance to create videos, and I understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you can, and it doesn't matter if you have to take 20 takes and edit it like crazy before you're happy with it, but I would almost say that if you can, it's probably better to put a video... On the website of yourself talking about your books and, and stuff like that, rather than it just being a picture, a headshot, or with some text on it, because it's just a. If if you go to a hundred websites, author websites today, you will find that ninety five of them probably is a headshot and some text, mm-hmm. and maybe five of them has a video, and those five is is the ones that you are going to remember because they stand out. Yes. So I, I think it's a good idea to put that video format. And also on this page, if it's it's a fiction um, website, then I would also on the homepage beneath the video, I'll then add a catalog of your books. Uh, and here I would advise to include links to all formats at all retailers. Um, because this way it is very easy for the reader to understand where they can find the paperback, the audiobook uh, or and even ebooks. because I, I think, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Autumn, but I think that sometimes we authors, we live inside this little bubble where we assume that everybody else knows where they can find paperbacks. That, yeah, of course, you go to Amazon. That That's print-on-demand. <laughs> that's where you get your paperbacks. Uh, or audio books, you go to Audible, you know, I think that we assume that everybody knows that stuff because to us it's second nature because this is our business, right? right. But I don't think that all readers know that stuff. They no. don't necessarily know that. Can I get this one in paperback? It doesn't say on the website anything about paperback. So they might be like, oh, well, then I don't know, then I don't bother. Right. But if it says paperback, go here, go here, go here, audio book, go here, ebooks here and here and here, you know, then you cannot make it any easier, right? And I think lowering the barrier for the purchase as much as you can, is going to serve you well.
1: Absolutely. It's, you can, you could probably have too many links, but as long as you're clear, you know, have your ebook links, have your, if people don't know there's a paperback, they might not think to ask. If you have a way of selling signed paperbacks, you should have that separate from your paperback one. It, if you have hardbacks, they should all be separate buttons. And yeah, you make it as clear as simple. And there was a time where like every book had a, I think the book blurb and all this information and the good news in many ways, if you're building a website, you can get away from all that. Most places have a image of the book, um, maybe a background that's either moving or just a cutout of the cover. Uh, and then the, like the tagline and then basically ebook links, paperback links, Auto, you know a audio, um, audiobook link and <laughs> you just you just have your links and you do keep you put them all there and you make it as simple as possible and even with mine i mean i i think it's have it as simple as possible but you i still get people asking like how can i get this so that does happen even though i like it's right there on the website but I, again i have too many books and it, what you think makes sense for to yourself Often can be overwhelming and confusing or take too much time for readers. So it does definitely help uh, to have someone who doesn't isn't familiar with your website or your books, you know, to come and take a look and do some user testing. User testing is wonderful. Have some people click through hmm, and test all yeah. your links. Make sure they go to the right places and that they're live links because things happen and they you might mess up on your coding and just copy the wrong thing. And there is a nice tip, though. If you happen to go, if you I would assume you're on Amazon, almost everyone is, they make it really easy that you can actually have people like click on the book image and it comes up with the inside sample so they can go ahead and read it right from your website. And then if they like it, they can actually click through that and go buy on Amazon. Amazon tries to make you like, hey, you want to help selling your books? There's this really cool link that pops up. It looks really pretty. It's really easy to embed. So you know check it out if you're an author go to your book page you'll see on the right hand side you know add this little link and you just need to follow the instructions and do it and it's i did it all on mine and it's kind of fun
2: yeah Uh, and then i think so now you are on to the main website so we have a few menu items that we include but there's a lot lot more or very much reduced compared to what it used to be uh and this one is optional. Uh, you, you don't have to add this one, but we're going to have a shop menu item uh, on both the fiction and the nonfiction website. Um, and this is basically where people can buy merchandise. Obviously, that's not something you have to do, but if you do have merchandise, then you can add that there. I think that's good. Uh, of of course, the, the offerings that you have in terms of merchandise is different if it's nonfiction versus a fiction audience. Um, but what they both have in common is that it is print-on-demand merchandise, mm-hmm. meaning that you don't want to end up in something where you have to then, you know, <laughs> order something yourself and sh- put it in boxes and ship it or whatever. You don't want to do any of that. So it is 100% print-on-demand, and there is a quite quite a few vendors who can take care of all this for you. So you basically you upload the designs that you want them to create, uh, and then they will make it for you, uh, and uh, they will also ship it for you. But we chose Sassel for our uh, merchandise because, at least at the point of this recording, Sassel is the only one who will take care of that international VAT for you. (laughs) Uh, And they do take maybe a bit more of a cut compared to other vendors because they take care of that as well. But I don't really care (laughs) because (laughs) having to keep track of VAT for every single country where the customer are located, because that's the key with VAT, it is about where the customer is located. It's not where you are located. So you need to keep track of which country is this person in? What is the VAT level in that country? And then you need to pay those countries, the VAT that you owe them and blah, 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 blah. And no, no, thank you. <laughs> so we chose Sassel and they take care of all that for us, just like, uh, just like Amazon does that as well for us. When you sell eBooks on Amazon, they will also take care of that. And we just get the cut, right? So that's the same thing with Sassel they'll take a cut and give us the rest. And that's absolutely fine for us.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And yes, there are a ton of other ones. So if you think you're just going to be exclusive to the US or you don't think Europe's going to come after you, uh, there are other options. But Zazzle and uh, for books, if you want to sell books online, you'd be able to sell your own books. Uh, Payhip was also something we found out that also handles VAT. So if you want to hook up your Payhip to book funnel, which is they have fantastic instructions, very little coding, but I will say there mm-hmm. is coding. But I, I made it through it, so it's uh, you can we sell our books right on our website, so you can go ahead and do that and hook it up and not have to worry about uh, you know how that that is going to be taken out at the end. It's all taken care of for you. It's still a little bit of a percentage. Yeah, but it's less than royalties on Amazon. So it's kind of cool to be able to sell stuff off your own website. And like I mentioned, if you want to go ahead and order, you know, five, ten books of your you know, paperbacks or hardbacks and sell them as signed books, you might end up having to box them yourself. But it's kind of also really cool to be able to sell your own signed paperbacks for, you know, on the holidays off your own website. How's that for feeling like you are a su- successful author?
2: Yeah. And then uh, both the fiction and the nonfiction site will have an about page and also a contact page. And I would say that's the minimum. Uh, you don't, really need more than that to be honest but uh but about page and a contact page should be there yeah um and then we only have a few other pages that we want to add so of course for am writing fantasy we as you know as listeners to this podcast (laughs) we host uh, courses so those have to be on the website, of course. In our case, we, we add the courses there. Uh, and we, of course, have this podcast featured there together with the YouTube channel and also the Am Writing Fantasy blog, which has a ton of different uh, topics and posts from uh, probably hundreds of posts. <laughs> um, so all of that is still there. Uh, but that is, of course, not on our fiction site. Uh, but if you do have a blog or anything that can help your site with uh, SEO, I think it's good to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the key, probably, is though that you have to you have to post new content on a regular basis. Otherwise, it doesn't really help much.
1: Yes, I have definitely. There was a between life happenings and things going on. And I'm writing fantasy blog went kind of quiet for a little while, and I have noticed that since we started posting more regularly, that it has definitely upped our SEO. So even as an author, people and you go and look online, you Google it, and they say the blog is dead. It, maybe you're not getting as many hits, but you are still lifting yourself in the Google rankings. And it does really make a difference over time to have those blog posts. I still still get people coming in, even to my personal one, and I haven't posted there for a couple of months. And I really should. I'm only trying to <laughs> put out a series next year. I really should talk to people about it. But, <laughs> okay. oh, well. But those are the simple ones. Yeah, I agree. The contact form with an author page, you really just need that squeeze page, like the landing page, the a list of your books it can all be on one page and about in a contact. So if we're talking about a three page website.
2: Yeah. Very might, simple. Yeah, right?
1: very, very simple. And I mean you could possibly do sort of like I did and just worry about your squeeze pages, just that space above the fold, and then you're down to a two page website. So mm. it's not too bad. Though so I again the store might add a third one, but that's okay.
2: Yeah. I mean and and also this this next one is also one we're going to add to our fiction website but you don't really have to. But we decided to add like a wiki kind of area of the website for mm-hmm. the fiction where we're going to share all kind of details about the world. So basically it's like world building stuff. Um and we can share as well because we we are getting some really, really cool custom-made artwork created. Oh, it's so cool. uh, And it is so beautiful, and I really love it. So we can put that on the website as well. And, of course, as readers of fantasy, well, readers of fantasy love (laughs) fantasy artwork, right? So (laughs) that's pretty logical. Uh, So we better give it to them. Yes. (laughs) So that's something you could do, but you certainly don't have to. Uh, But I, I think it's nice as well because... Once we plan to write lots and lots of books in this world, if people become fans of the setting, they would like to be able to go to some place and read some more stuff about the setting as a whole. Um, so, being able to do that, uh, I think that will serve the serve it well. But of course, I mean, if you're only writing like plan like my first trilogy, for example, I just ever only intended to write those three books in that setting and nothing else. So it might be a bit overkill to start creating a whole wiki <laughs> thing for three books. So then you might not want to do it, but if you have like grander plans like us, yeah. <laughs> then it, it could be an idea, but yeah. certainly it's, only optional.
1: It is a good way. If you do do a blog, you know, it's a good way of, if you happen to post about your world, you can then organize it into a kind of a little wiki. I know for my, my epic fantasy in the world of Mira, I had started with before I actually made my companion book. I had all that kind of created and listed online. And it's great to have it there, to be able to point people from the books, you know, Hey, here's a full size map. Hey, here's more about this one culture that i made up. And so it's, it is fun. It gives you one, something to post. And then once you have it posted, you can turn it into a page and then you can just link to it. And it's basically a glossary. Mm. You can talk about your characters that way. So all those things you can embed as like a little wiki fandom of your own creation
2: yeah absolutely and i think just to reiterate i guess but the key takeaway here is that the purpose of the website is to get people onto the email list we keep it simple and we drive towards the email list wherever we can we then have some other pages which will help on ceo seo which is good of course um but I think often when authors are thinking about website building, you th- often you think about it as an information hub where we just have all kinds of stuff about the authors and books and blah, 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 all this and that. Like Basically like I'm writing fantasy Today. There's all <laughs> kinds of stuff on there.
1: Oh, we have, so we have the kitchen sink, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what we try to steer away from here. Yes. And instead of just drive people onto the email list and... Uh, I think, in my view, that is a bit of a different way of approaching building an author website.
1: It is. I think it gives us a focus and makes it not feel so insurmountable. You kind of know what you should put on there instead of worrying about what you should put there. You know, it's just to make sure, you know, just to get the authors or the readers to sign up, not to worry about other things.
2: Right. So hopefully we gave you some uh, food for thought there. And uh, next Monday autumn, we'll have a interview lined up for you. So make sure you tune in for that.
0: If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the AmWriting Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on patreon.com slash Fantasy For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the AmWriting Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.